4: The weekend is upon you. You just have to get through the day. That's it. And then the weekend's here. Praise be to God. I'm looking forward to the weekend. In fact, my old uh, co-host and, uh, and colleague is getting married this weekend. So praise be to God. Congratulations to her and her future husband. We're looking forward to, to being there to celebrate such an incredible opportunity to witness the sacrament of holy matrimony. It's going to be incredible. Looking forward to that. Praise be to God. Uh, But uh, we're going to have a good show for you today in this hour. We're going to play an interview we recorded a couple of weeks back with Jenna Durham from Children of God, uh, Children of the Immaculate Heart, rather. Forgive me, Jenna Durham from Children of the Immaculate Heart. Their organization helps women and kids survive the sex slave trade. Very fascinating work that they're doing, helping these women come out of such traumatic life experiences to try to find some healing, something normal to provide for them, to walk with them. And, uh, and we had a great conversation with Jenna Durham. So we're going to play that for you at 35 past the hour. There are, of course, several stories in the headlines that I would like to uh, comment on in the what's concerning us section at 15 past the hour i mean the alec baldwin story i might revisit that a little bit today of course the rittenhouse trial is continuing i mean we're in day four i mean let that sink in we're going to talk about that there's also a story out of exeter new hampshire a catholic teenager suspended for saying that there are only two genders in school well He got in trouble and that he's now suing. So we're going to maybe have a conversation around that. Of course, Nancy Pelosi is trying to use the reconciliation bill to fund abortions. I mean, absolutely insane. So lots to discuss in the What's Concerning Us section. But otherwise, we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about, too, in the second hour for those of you that can join us. Today's the day we give out the prizes, so praise be to Jesus for that. And speaking of
5: prizes, Adrian Fonseca is here on The Ones and Twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to be here. Is it? Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Well, you know, I was very upset today. Why? I woke up, I drove to Mm -hmm. the office, Mm -hmm. and I cut into the studio, and then I realized that I missed the eclipse. I looked up this morning before I got in the car and saw it. I was so upset. I drove the whole way here, not even looking up. Never, I didn't, never, up. never looked at the moon. I was like, "What?" That's I checked crazy. the time and I was like, "Oh my goodness, it's supposed to happen while I was driving here." I- <laughs> How how did I miss this? I don't know. So somehow I missed the eclipse. So some, somehow oh, some well. way. It was quite lovely actually. It was very cool and crisp uh, air. I think it
4: was like 48 degrees this morning when I got in the old Tahoe and uh it was beautiful. That's practically freezing. Practically winter storm conditions for for us here in I wore three coats and four <laughs> pairs of gloves. <laughs> and started a fire in the truck, just to be sure? Just to be sure. <laughs> oh, praise be to God. Well, uh, at any rate, uh, the, it was a very beautiful eclipse. I, I enjoyed it. Kind of reminded me, uh, you, were, you were not alive, or if you were, you were, no, let's see. You were not alive. You were born in 98, right? Yep. In 97, I was moving from Dallas to Boston area all via Amtrak train. A uh, hailbop was in the sky. And it was it hung there for like I don't know it felt like forever like a couple of months at least and uh, looking up every day at that that was super cool super cool who
5: was in this guy hail <laughs> Bop who's Hale Bop hail Bop who's Hale Gock Hale Bop Bop Bop
4: uh huh you don't you don't you never heard about it? never heard of it Google it it's, okay. it's pretty cool it's pretty I also oh by the way speaking of uh, uh, extraordinary things I got. A movie wrong yesterday. Uh oh! In the after show, and people called me out on that. They were like, "Joe, you're out of your mind. There's no way Kiefer Sutherland was in that film."
5: From the Outsiders?
4: Yeah. So uh, I have mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. Uh, I was getting confused with the Lost Boys. Uh, I was confusing Outsiders with the Lost Boys. So, my bad. How dare you? I know. I almost hired a, a crisis response team to help me mitigate the the backlash. You can. You'll never recover. Uh, it's, it's possible. I may have to delete my Twitter feed. Yikes. Of course, I never That's t- tweeted that, but anyway, whatever. Uh, we have a fun show for you. We're going to dive in. We are going to uh, uh, talk about the headline news here in one moment. Of course, we have we have a Saint of the Day. We have a Gospel of the Day. We'll hopefully get a little bit of reflection in for you. We'll have a What's Concerning Us at 15 Past, and then our guest, Jenna Durham, from the Children of the Immaculate Heart Ministry out of San Diego, California, is going to be on at 35 past the hour. So let's pray for your intentions, dear listener, whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind. Of course, Lori, our uh, CDT insider, she's got a special prayer request for her son that we're going to be including as well. So let's do this. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided inspired by this confidence i fly unto thee o virgin of virgins my mother to thee do i come before thee i stand sinful and sorrowful O mother of the word incarnate despise not my petitions but in thy mercy hear and answer me amen in the name of the father son and the holy ghost and now your headline news The National Post reports the United States announced criminal charges on Thursday against two Iranians. It accuses of launching a cyber disinformation campaign to meddle in the 2020 U.S. presidential election that targeted voters as well as elected members of Congress and a U.S. media company. WEAR-TV3 in Florida reports Governor DeSantis signs legislation prohibiting COVID vaccine mandates in Florida. Governor Ron DeSantis signed legislation Thursday that will protect Floridians from losing their jobs due to COVID 19 vaccine mandates and protect parents' rights to make health care decisions for students. A release from the governor's office states effective immediately in Florida. Private employer COVID 19 vaccine mandates are prohibited. Employers who violate these employee health protections will be fined. The AP is reporting defense attorney rest their case. At Ahmad Aubrey trial, defense attorneys rested their case in the Ahmad Aubrey trial Thursday after calling just seven witnesses, including the shooter. Under cross examination by the prosecution on his second day of testimony, Travis McMichael said that Aubrey hadn't shown a weapon or spoken to him at all before McMichael raised his shotgun. But McMichael said he was quote under the impression that Aubrey could be a threat because he was running straight at him and he he had seen Aubrey trying to get into the truck of a neighbor who had joined in pursuit of the Aubrey of Aubrey in their coastal Georgia neighborhood. Superior Court Judge Timothy Walmsley scheduled closing arguments in the trial for Monday, setting up the possibility of verdicts before Thanksgiving for the three white men charged with murder in Aubrey's death. The Blaze reports new lawsuit claims Alec Baldwin played Russian roulette by not checking weapon. Deadly scene didn't call for gun to be fired. A new lawsuit claims that the fatal Rust movie scene did not call for Alec Baldwin to fire a gun. The Rust shooting took the life of the cinematographer Helena Hutchins. In the lawsuit, Mamie Mitchell, the script supervisor for the Western movie, noted that Baldwin acted, quote, intentionally without just cause or excuse, unquote, in the deadly shooting. Mitchell announced a new lawsuit on Wednesday at a press conference in Los Angeles with her lawyer, Gloria Allard. Uh, Mr. Baldwin, quote, chose to play Russian roulette when he fired a gun without checking it and without having the armorer do so in his presence, unquote. The high-powered attorney said of the October 21 shooting, quote, his behavior and that of the producers on rust was reckless, unquote. Epic Times reports FDA asked for court for 55 years to fully release Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine data. The Food and Drug Administration asked a federal judge on November the 15th to give it until the year 2076 to fully release the documents in its possession tied to the approval of the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. The government told the court it has 329,000 pages of documents responsive to the FOIA request and proposed releasing 500 pages per month to allow the redactions of exempt material. The plaintiff's attorney, Aaron Seary, whose firm is representing public health and medical professionals for transparency in the lawsuit said, quote, it took the FDA precisely 108 days from when Pfizer started producing the records for licensure to when the FDA licensed the Pfizer vaccine. He goes on to say, taking the FDA at its word, it conducted an intense, robust, thorough, and complete review and analysis of those documents in order to assure that the Pfizer vaccine was safe and effective for licensure. While it can conduct that intensive review of Pfizer's documents in only 108 days, it now asks for over 20,000 days to make these documents available to the public. Hmm. Let that sink in. Those are your headline news.
5: The saint of the day is St. Nurses the Great. He was a bishop and martyr and the father of St. Isaac the Great. He was a native of Armenia, and he studied in Cappadocia and wed a princess who gave birth to Isaac. After she died, he served as Chamberlain in the court of King Arshak of Armenia. In 353, he was made Catholicos, which is a patriarch, which is in our minds, a westerner mind, a bishop of the Armenians. Nurses devoted much effort to reforming the Armenian church, including convening a synod in 365 based on the principles he had studied under St. Basil at Caesarea. Though he established hospitals and monasteries, his reforms and denunciation of King Arshak's murder of the queen led to his exile. He returned after Arshak's death in battle, but relations were not much better with the new Armenian ruler, Pap, whose desolate lifestyle caused Nurses to refuse him admission into church. Hmm, interesting idea. Nurses was invited to, the, to a royal banquet at Cahak on the Euphrates River, and he was assassinated by poison in 373. St. Nurses the Great, pray for us. Praise be to God in
4: all things. The gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter 19, verses 45 through 48. Jesus entered the temple area and proceeded to drive out those who were selling things, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you make it a den of thieves. And every day he was teaching in the temple area. The chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders of the people, meanwhile, were seeking to put him to death. But they could find no way to accomplish their purpose because all the people were hanging on his words. The gospel. Of the Lord.
0: Praise to you,
4: Lord Jesus Christ. Saint Ambrose said, "For God wishes not His temple to be a house of traffic, but the dwelling place of holiness. Nor does He fix the priestly service in a sealable performance of religion, but in a free and willing obedience." Saint Ambrose, pray for us. You know, it kind of made me th- reading some of the commentary today, especially from the early church fathers. I hate to say this, but uh, make our churches beautiful again, right? Make our churches incredible again. Um, that key came back to my mind. The our commentary said, What Jesus foretold now reaches fulfillment. He cleanses the temple, and the rulers of the people begin to plan his death. Apart from its prophetic meaning, Jesus' cleansing of the temple is a reminder of the respect due to the house of the Lord. Christian temples that... That house, the blessed Eucharist, are worthy of even greater reverences. Um, this reminds me of when I was, I had a mystical encounter with Christ in 2002. And it put me on a wild ride, a journey of discovery. And everybody around me was anti-Catholic. My neighbor down the road, my family members, and, and they're all telling me to leave that Catholic church, because I had become Catholic to get married. And I remember having so many conversations with my neighbor And he would tell me to leave, and I and I was believing them. I had to leave, but I didn't want to leave until I knew where to go. And I remember arguing over the Eucharist, which I did not understand at the time. I had no real knowledge of of understanding the doctrine and, and what was really present there. But I could tell you this, having grown up Protestant, I knew that something reverent and special was present in that sanctuary that was not present and not special and not reverent in those Protestant sanctuaries and those Protestant buildings. And I didn't want to just leave blindly, but even in my ignorance, I knew something was there. And now how much more after all these many, many years, these last two plus decades of study, these last two plus decades of journey and of discovery of learning and of meditating, how much more now I understand and believe and desire when I enter that sanctuary to be in the, in the presence of God himself. That should be special space. We shouldn't treat it ordinarily, profanely, sacrilegiously. Let's meditate upon that today. Let's make the house of God great again. We'll be right back. What's Concerning Us is coming up next.
5: Don't go anywhere.
0: Many Protestants believe Christians can be absolutely sure they're going to heaven because John tells us in 1 John 5.13, I write this that you may know you have eternal life. But is this true? The answer is no, and here are some reasons why. First, John writes in the next verse, and this is the confidence which we have in him. For John, the knowledge we have of our salvation is not a certainty without doubt, but a confident assurance. And that's the Catholic belief. Second, we know this is what John means because in verse 15, he draws a parallel between our knowledge of salvation and our knowledge that God grants our requests. Do we have absolute certitude that God will grant our requests? No, but we are confident he will answer. So Catholics need not worry. John is not teaching Protestant doctrine here. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers. Catholic.com
4: Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up, 35 past the hour, Jenna Durham is going to be our guest from Children of the Immaculate Heart. An apostolate out of San Diego that helps women and children uh, come out of, survive, heal from, move on from sex slave trade. Fascinating conversation. Fascinating apostolate, by the way. Really uh, proud of what they are doing out there. And I hope and pray that that will grow. Uh, It could grow all across the country. It'd be amazing. So we're going to have that conversation at 35 past hour. There There are, as they say, stories, or as I say, stories that are of great concern to me, and I'm sure to many of you as well. Um, I'd like to touch on a couple of stories we've already recovered in the past, uh, but uh, there's a story that really disturbed me last night. Last night, I sat down to try to finish the the video footage that I was working on from my trip to Baltimore to share with the the CDT insiders. I'm sorry I didn't send the email last night, guys, but uh, it took me forever to finish the video. And uh, while I was waiting for the video to upload, I'll send it today, by the way, I came across a video on Twitter um, that really disturbed me. I mean, it just it. Really, I found it so appalling. Um, here's a here's a report out of Breitbart. The headline goes: Former NFL player Zach Stacy reportedly punches ex girlfriend, slams her into TV. Uh, reportedly, allegedly. I mean, the video is very clear. Unless that's not him. So I guess you could say allegedly, in case it it comes, it turns out that it's not him. But golly, Jew is. It's pretty much him. I don't want to play the video for you. Uh, for those that are watching, but I will describe something uh, of it to you for, for those that are listening on, on radio. It was incredibly disturbing to see this, this grown man, this big, strong man, take this woman and toss her around like a rag doll, slamming her into uh, the, little, the baby jumper, slamming her into the TV, slapping her, I mean, it was utterly reprehensible to watch this grown man treat this woman in this way. I have no idea what caused this. I have no idea what they were arguing about or what she might have said. Uh, But it is disturbing and disgusting that the man would lose his temper and treat her in this way. This was the mother of his child, by the way. We have a major crisis in our society a crisis of masculinity, where men don't act like men. You have grown men who who spend more time playing video games and self-indulging in this, that, or the other thing than doing the things that they are called to do, supposed to do, and ought to be doing. You have grown men not defending the weakest in society, not defending those that need to, to be defended, but rather abusing them. I feel this way. I made those very comments when I gave my testimony in front of Planned Parenthood this week in Baltimore. I made that very comment. We have a crisis of fatherhood, a crisis of masculinity in our society. We see it in the clergy and the hierarchy of our church, the shepherds that will not stand up, that will not make a definitive decision and choice to defend Holy Mother Church, her teaching, the dignity of human life, and the truth of those that would violate such things willfully and disobediently for the sake of their soul have charity and stand up and say the right thing but that also extends to my home and to your home how many times have i not done the things that i have called to do by god himself to watch this video is so disturbing it's it, it's utterly reprehensible to see a man treat this woman in this way and i don't and to be honest with you i don't care what she might have said there is no excuse She might have said some crazy things to attack his ego, which set him off. That's possible, but I don't care. There are no excuses to ever do what this man has done. Let us pray for them. Um, Then, of course, the Alec Baldwin story. (laughs) This just gets weirder and weirder. Now, there was almost immediately, Adrian, you remember this, like almost immediately... There was a rumor that there was some intent behind all of this. It wasn't just an accident. But mo- most of that felt like Tenfold hat
5: stuff. That's right. I remember specifically immediately after, like, the first thing that came out was like, yikes. This is probably, he probably tried to, it was, it was probably murder. It was what everybody started saying immediately. But and, and very quickly, everybody was like, nah, that's not true. That's crazy talk. That would never happen. But, I mean, Joe found something yesterday. <laughs> Well, I mean, where's my tinfoil hat? I feel where's, like, the, where's the I feel X-Files
4: like, music? I, yes, maybe we need to play the X-Files music here. There is a new lawsuit I, I just reported on in the news segment. There's a new lawsuit out that's alleging that this might have been more intentional than we think. Or I think at the very least you might suggest that if it was an accident, it was an not only was it an absolutely avoidable accident, but it was an accident that might have had more intention behind it than we than we're willing to 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 suggest. And here's the deal: basically, this the the, the on set script supervisor. This woman's job, Mamie Mitchell, is her name. Her job is to sit there and read the script as it's being played out to ensure that they're following the script in case they might forget their lines, for instance. And she would tell them, "Hey, your line is X." So she is following it very closely, and this is what she's saying. She is suggesting that th- that Baldwin's character was never even supposed to fire the gun in this scene. So there's an issue, a big issue there. Why did he feel the need in the, what they call blocking, where you rehearse a scene and you're figuring out where's the camera going to be? Where do I need to stand? Where do I need to move to? How do do I hit my mark? You're you're walking through all of the mechanics with the director and the cinematographer and the actors called blocking. Now, why did he feel he needed to have the gun in his hand? Why did he feel he needed to pull back the, uh, the hammer? And then pull the trigger when the character and the scene never called for it to begin with. That is quite a good question. Why would you do that, Alec? That seems rather crazy. Especially given the other elements to this very story. The fact that you, apparently according to those on the set. are there actually claiming on social media. That you set such an environment that they felt fear for, for doing their jobs. For setting a standard of safety. On the set that you intimidated them to the point where they felt like they couldn 't ask you the the main actor, the star, uh, to do the the right thing and to properly check the weapon prior to to using it so the so the, the accusation against the armor for instance, because you know she's a she 's a young woman with lots of crazy things in her life that she is espousing If you go into her, her social feed you 'll see all of that, but is that is that does that mean therefore that she didn't do her job? How about the uh, assistant director? He had a reputation, uh so a lot of people just assumed maybe he didn't do his job. But why would we assume those things and then assume Alec totally uh innocent of this whole thing? He had the gun in his hand. He it was his responsibility at least in my opinion uh to clear the weapon, know its status before ever using it in any any real way because in I'm sure as the many decades that now he has been acting, he's held how many guns in his hand? He's been on how many sets? I mean, he's been on major Hollywood features with guns in his hand, with major, you know, big name Hollywood armors at stake. No one ever taught him the proper rules and procedures. Of course he knows what they are. He knows you don't point a gun at anything. You're not willing to shoot and kill. He knows that. He's not dumb. And then uh, so to not clear the weapon, to not check it himself, then to pick to pull that hammer when he didn't need to, because his character, according to the script, wasn't supposed to, and then point it at the camera and the cinematographer when, according to rule Hollywood rules, you're not allowed to do that anyway. And he does it still. Hmm. Could it be? Is it possible that this case might come out? That there was some intention here we don 't know, I certainly hope it's not the case, but it is very troubling nonetheless. <laughs> hey, Rittenhouse, did you see the story about the juror uh, about, about the jury uh being followed yesterday uh absolutely crazy uh to see this story yesterday, the Kyle Rittenhouse judge tossed out uh m s n b c out of uh out of his courtroom and out of the the courthouse altogether, because apparently this uh, producer at NBC told this local person to go follow the jurors home. They take them home in a bus, which boggles the mind to me. The jury is going home every day. You know they're picking up their phone. You know they're watching TV. You, like, they're, like he blocks the windows on the van so they can't see the protesters and the craziness happening at the courthouse. But you, you, I'm sure they're still going home. Are they seeing the threats that are being levied against them and against the court? the judge themselves. Ju-
5: I think the judge received some death threats, did he not? That's right. I heard I – didn't, I didn't go find the original article. But I heard that uh, he received death threats and they threatened his family. Right uh, so I mean like at this point I can't not, see this as a yeah. as a fair trial.
4: How could they not know that that's going on if they're going home every day? Like I don't know. Uh but anyway uh, there's somebody who tried to follow them home according to the instruction of a producer at NBC. That producer has since deleted all of their all of their social media accounts. The good news is I heard they're hiring Hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yikes! And then the, uh, the person received traffic violations. was was arrested uh, briefly anyway, and received a bunch of traffic uh, violations. And then the judge ordered MSNBC out of the court until the end of the trial. But I mean, I, it boggles the mind. There's so many things that have gone down over this case. I mean, just yesterday, the whole issue over the 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 video evidence of the drone footage prosecution had a nice high quality perfectly clear version the defense didn't even know that existed because their version was grainy and blotchy and low res and it wasn't until the trial the case rested before they were uh, informed that there was a better version available i mean there's so many things about this case that are absolutely mind-boggling i I asked brentanes our our political analyst legal analyst uh commentator about this, and he just seems to think that the judge is waiting for the jury to come back to at least have an opinion uh, before he addresses some of these uh, requests for mistrial. There's been a request for mistrial with pre- uh, prejudice, and there's been a request for mistrial without prejudice. We've seen so many things. I mean, the gross, uh, the gross uh, the testimony alone was uh they already made the request for a directed verdict just on his verdict alone or his testimony alone because he admitted on on the stand that he had pointed the gun and threatened uh, kyle rittenhouse and before that moment kyle never raised his weapon at him and still still the trial goes on so it is it is absolutely insane to see this happening before our eyes four days into this will they have a verdict today i don't know we had hoped that we would be able to have timely commentary for you on it from brent or other commentators but at this point it looks like it's going to be monday if they come back today then we, you won't hear for us uh, again until Monday, but. Uh, at any rate, we'll keep an eye on the story for you. There, uh, there was another story—a uh, boy that just is so disturbing. I, as a general principle, when online, the temptation when you see video footage that is disturbing, the temptation is to watch that, but it disturbs the mind and the spirit, right? It kind of reminds me of the video footage that of uh, Ashley Babbitt in January 6th in the U.S. Capitol getting shot and dying. That video was everywhere when it first came out. It was disturbing. Boy, I recommend maybe giving a pass to some of that. Give yourself some peace. At any rate, I'm going to report on these teen girls brutally attacking these Asian kids in the next news break. That's coming up after the break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. For some couples, praying together is very natural, but for others, prayer may feel awkward or forced. The truth is, there is real power in spouses praying together. So how can couples pray together more? You can begin by blessing each other and your children in the morning, or engage in communal prayer together, like the rosary or the mass. You can also ask your spouse, how can you pray for them? Intercede for them and their needs throughout your day as you are driving or cleaning. When parents need guidance in making decisions for the family, this is when the two of you should come before the Lord in faith and ask for help. And when you fall and make poor choices, you should also repent together and ask the Lord for His forgiveness and mercy. Growing in your prayer life is an essential way to develop and deepen your relationship, but also a way for you to support your spouse and love them more profoundly. A three-fold cord is not easily broken. To hear more, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org.
5: praise be to Jesus. Welcome back to
4: Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McLean, and here are your headline news. Fox is reporting Kamala Harris's comms director resigns amid growing criticism of the VP. The Blaze reports violent and disturbing. Teen girls brutally pummel Asian students on Philly train police say attacked based on ethnicity disturbing video shows teen girls attacking asian high school students on a train in philadelphia police say the brutal attack was based on their ethnicity around 3 p.m 3:30 30 p.m on wednesday students from central high school were heading home after class on the broad street line subway a group of teen girls began verbally abusing some other boys shouting obscenities and even punching one of them a female student of the asian descent attempted to intervene but then she became the target. The teen, girl, uh, the teen girls punched her, slammed her head against the side of the train and threw her to the ground. The attackers relentlessly pummeled and stomped on her. One of the suspects took off her shoe and battered the victim repeatedly. Police say the four female suspects in the attack are between the ages of 13 and 16 and are likely to face charges of ethnic intimidation, aggravated assault, simple assault, recklessly endangering another person and terroristic threats. LifeSite News is reporting Glenn Youngkin says he won't stop local governments from mandating covid shots and masks. Glenn Youngkin, the Republican businessman who defeated defeated Democrat Terry McAuliffe for the governorship of Virginia, disappointed conservative fans this weekend by announcing he will not try to stop localities from imposing COVID-19 vaccine or mask mandates on state residents. Epic Times reports NBC producer who allegedly told Underling to follow Rittenhouse jury deletes Twitter, LinkedIn accounts. The NBC producer, who was accused of telling one of her workers to follow the Kyle Rittenhouse jury bus on Wednesday, deleted her social media accounts a day later. Irene Bayon's actions came after she was identified by name by Kenosha County Circuit Judge Bruce Schroeder, who read to the courtroom a police report detailing what happened. James Morrison, the underling, was pulled over by police officers after running a red light. He told officers that he was directed by Byun to follow the The bus. The Kenosha Police Department said in a statement that a, quote, a person who was alleging to be affiliated with a national media outlet was briefly taken into custody and issued several traffic related citations, unquote. Jurors' identities have been shielded throughout the trial, which is being watched closely by people across the nation. The bus windows were covered to prevent them from seeing signs being held by people outside the courthouse, according to the judge. And MSNBC will no longer be allowed in the courthouse until the end of the trial. The Pillar reports most U.S. Catholics do not accept church teaching on the Eucharist poll finds. Only 41% of American Catholics and just half of those who attend Mass Weekly believe that the Eucharist is the body and blood of Christ, according to a New Pillar survey. In 2019, a Pew survey found that only 31% of American Catholics, but 63% of those who attend Mass Weekly accept the church's doctrinal teaching. The Pillar Survey results were made public just before the November meeting of the U.S. Episcopal Conference, at which the bishops will discuss, or have discussed, and even voted on a document about the reverence for the Holy Eucharist and communion. Unfortunately, that document didn't have the necessary bite it needed about pro-abortion Catholics still receiving communion. And those are your headline news. All right. Praise be to God. Joining us right now via Zoom chat is uh, Jenna Christakis-Durham. She is with Children of the Immaculate Heart, which serves survivors of sex trafficking and opens the door to their restoration in Jesus Christ. Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Jenna.
6: Good morning.
4: Uh, You know, this is a topic that I am grateful we have an opportunity to talk about. I feel like it doesn't get talked about enough. The human sex slave trade being as uh, bad as as it is in society, I feel like doesn't get enough. Uh, news coverage, right? So let's talk about this. The Children of the Immaculate Heart, tell us about this organization and what you do.
6: Sure. So Children of the Immaculate Heart is a Catholic nonprofit, we have been around uh, since 2013 we actually just celebrated our um, eight year anniversary Congratulations. earlier in October. Thank you. We had a fun little party. It was great. Uh, so we uh, offer help to uh, both minor girls so, who are victims of trafficking and then also adult women and adult women who have children. So we have two programs, our adult program, which is uh, the program I actually run, and then the minors program, which is uh, what we call an SRTP, a short-term residential uh, program wow. for specifically minor girls who are survivors of trafficking, sex trafficking specifically.
4: Now, I understand you guys run a home where you, you actually give a place to live for these ladies and these children.
6: That's correct. So, housing is uh, services in both programs. The home that we own is specifically for the minors program. And we are able to house up to six minors at a time. And there are uh, licenses that allow you to do more than six girls. But, uh, our founder, Grace Williams, really thought that it was best to keep the, the group small. So there is more of connection between the employees and the girls. And we really want it to feel like a family styled, uh, type program. So six girls uh, at a time is our max. And we just opened, uh, last September. So it's, um, it's been over a year that we've been opened. It's oh, wow. been five years of five years plus of work trying to get it open. Uh, and, and you opened just, during the pandemic.
4: So you opened during. We the pandemic. We did. Boy, that was that must have been extra fun. I mean, <laughs>
6: that, yes, extra extra, fun. extra and, fun. And the house is
4: located in
6: California.
7: That's correct. Yeah, Jenna, we no.
6: can't give out the like, specifics.
7: But. Jenna um tell us a little bit about the culture of the home um how do you um i from from my conversations with Grace in the past i know she talked about creating kind of like a monastic kind of like a monastery type of vibe where um there's like mass being offered tonight from my understanding you guys have an uh, in-house like uh, chapel and like uh, there's like a prayer um kind of like uh, prayer, uh, prayer kind of governs like the, uh, the day. Um, so like morning prayer and evening prayer. Is that, is that something that you guys do? What is the culture like? So in the home,
6: I've actually had, um, the greatest honor to, to work at the refuge while also running the adult program. So I was a facility manager at the refuge for, um, a good portion of the first few months or so. That we opened and um, we have a chapel there in the in the house and although you know we don't push our faith on anyone we are big um, believers in leading by example so a lot of our um, employees are catholic or christian and so throughout the day any employee any any volunteer any client can go in the chapel and join us in prayer. Um we also can have mass in the chapel. We're working on being able to um have Jesus uh, in the home twenty four seven. Um that's in a work in progress. We need uh, approval from the, the bishop, so I believe. So we're figuring that out. But um yeah, so that's kind of The the spiritual life there and um, back in the main office, we do staff rosary every time we're all together just for um, all of our clients and donors and everything. So
8: Mm.
6: in addition to um, what we do jointly um, at the refuge, we're also being prayer warriors in the main office in San Diego.
7: So I have an, another question, Jenna. Um, I know from uh, the history of Children of the Immaculate Heart that you guys received some pushback on uh, even like starting the foundation in specifically in California because, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, religious freedom um, laws that are uh, kind of like backfiring kind of the, um, the the start of the foundation. Can you tell us a little bit about the the, um, the legal issues that you guys have confronted and how you have overcome them. Sure. Um,
6: we can't, I can't go into, um, too specific of details only because that's the agreement that we have with the state, but, uh, we were definitely running into issues, um, for, like, things such as, um, being forced to take, um, an underage girl to get an abortion or, um, you know, get it it come to get concept conception, um, which of course is, you know, against our uh, beliefs. And so, um, it, it was difficult. Um, well, I mean, we uh, obviously at the ends figured it out, which is so great. Um, but we just, we had to, um, kind of show how we're, we're going to work around that. And, um, there were some other issues as well. Um, uh, other, other things that kind of went against our faith. Like if, um, a girl wanted to attend a pride, pride rally or, um, anything like that, we weren't going to offer transportation. Cause again, like that's not something necessarily, um, or the Catholic uh, faith is aligned with you know same sex marriage and and, and whatnot. Um, I mean, we accept any any girl to the refuge. They are beloved, loved so much regardless of anything because that's what we called to do. Uh, and so that we we definitely would never um, be prejudiced in that way. If you know, girls is. is thinking, you know, that they yeah. like other girls or anything like that. You know. We're talking with Jenna Christ-
3: This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, The Catholic Church is too condemning. It needs to practice more tolerance. G.K. Chesterton says the other word for tolerance is indifference. And the other word for indifference is apathy. The Catholic Church cannot afford to be apathetic. It cannot afford to be tolerant of evil. It has to be consistent in opposing what is wrong and defending what is right. And the Church especially cannot afford to tolerate social evils that are condoned by the state. Why? Because sooner or later it will be turned against the Church. History has shown this to be true more than once. Chesterton says there have been times in history when the church has been wedded to the world, but it has always been widowed by the world. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org
6: never um, be prejudiced in that way if you know girls girl is thinking you know that they yeah. like other girls or anything like that you
4: know we're talking with jenna christakis durham and she's with the children of the immaculate heart uh jenna how do you how do the girls find you how do you find the girls
6: for the refuge, um, the minors program, because we do have state involvement, we'll get, we have to get contracts with uh, certain counties in order to take the girls. So we'll get um, county contracts. Sometimes there's private contracts um, with um, certain um, establishments. Uh, but that's just generally how we get uh, the girls, and they mainly come from the probation system.
4: Oh, so these are girls that are ending up – before a judge, and um, that's and then you're on a list of agencies that might be able to help out.
6: Yes, but um, in order to receive, you know, these girls, you have to have a specific license. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are actually only a handful of um, SDRP programs like ours in California. I think while we were um, fighting to get us license, there was only like one an existent maybe like
4: really that, two? Seems, that seems crazy
6: uh, <laughs> and um i think uh the i think there was one one catholic um program that was similar to ours mm. um that's done in la though i think but yeah so it, it we are one of the few organizations that actually have this license and I'm sure there's much more, um, hopefully at this point, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Tell
4: me about the, uh, uh the adults program that uh, you run with the uh, children of the Immaculate Heart program. Uh, th- who are these women? What is their background and how are you helping them?
6: Sure. So, um, and these women, <laughs> I love them so much. <laughs> uh, these women come from different areas of California. Um, I mean, we of course accept women outside of California, but right now we help seven adult women and there are 16 children. So essentially an adult program, there's 23 people that, that we're helping at this moment. Um, I mean, they come from different areas of, of life, um, different races um, different classes of, of, of economic wealth. Um, we provide wraparound services for them and we, the case management that we do, it's very individualized to what the person specifically needs. And it's not like a general, uh, of like services. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some people might need more financial services than another. We don't split everything evenly like that. And our main two uh, services that we provide is housing and um, therapeutic uh, services. So right now, each lady goes to um, therapy every week every week and we have group therapy and there's other therapy um uh, services that we'll be doing soon depending on funding Mm -hmm. Uh, and housing we have to outsource it since we don't own anything yet (laughs) Uh, we help like we drive them to doctors appointments we uh, have case management meetings every week Uh, we even help their children uh there's just Unlimited amount of services that we offer sure. these ladies, like even down to teaching them how to drive. <laughs> oh, really? Tell you. That must be fun. <laughs>
4: uh, I've yes. had to do that with with my own kids, so I know how that goes. Parallel <laughs> oh, parking is always a, a headache. But yeah. why do you, why do you call why do you name the program after Saint Paquita?
6: Oh, uh, so Saint Paquita is the patron saint uh, saint of those uh, enslaved. And so um I mean sex trafficking is called mm-hmm. modern day slavery, and so um I mean, St. Biquita herself was taken away was was stolen um, at a very young age from her family, from where she lived, and that that was her life. She was a slave um so that's that's why uh, our our CEO Grace Williams decided to. Name our adult program after saint Paquita.
4: Mm. it 's a powerful story. She was uh, obviously herself uh, Saint Paquita was molested uh, by her mm. uh, by her quote owners and uh, but uh, by the grace of God, she was freed by an Italian court and uh, we're very grateful for the the life and the testimony of St. Paquita. Now, uh, how, so these women that come to these adult women, these are women who were in the sex slave trade and then were rescued or like, what is their general background in that regard?
6: No, they're all survivors of sex trafficking. So, um, and it's, so their involvement, like how they became involved, um, into that in the industry is that is very much different from, uh, The Taken movie, Um, though that happens, you know, what happens in that movie, uh, it does occur. But these days, it's more of coercion and manipulation. And um, it's like a long-term manipulation um, strategy. So what typically happens, and this is the general story for... Well, all of our clients need the adult program, really, and, and um, the minors program, mm-hmm. is uh, the trafficker will specifically uh, target girls. Um, the traffickers are trained to be able to immediately uh, spot girls with insecurities or, or whatnot. That makes them more vulnerable to um, manipulation and charm. And so what it is is called the boyfriend strategy so there'll be these older men and sometimes even um, high school aged pimps mm-hmm. that befriend certain girls that they know uh, have maybe a very poor family life or, uh, you know, again, very, uh, a lot of deep rooted insecurities. And they specifically go for a certain age group. So, at the average age of entry, sixteen. But you know, I, I've heard of girls as young as nine years old. And so, this will befriend um, the, the girl and uh, make her believe that he can make his her dreams come true. Oh wow! And he slowly isolates her from her entire support system until she's completely reliant on him for everything, love, confidence, self worth finances, everything. And, then so slowly, like, uh, he'll, um, eventually get her into, um, selling herself for money. And it's Mm. typically like the scenario of like, Oh, babe, I can't pay rent this month. I don't know what to do, but you know, my friend's girlfriend is doing, is, is doing this on the streets, but you know, I can never ask you to do that. And so planting seeds and making this person, This individual believe that she's actually chosen this life and then once she's in it he keeps her in um by getting her addicted to drugs Mm -hmm. or threatening the lives of the people she cares about most or saying like no one's ever gonna want you after you've done this to yourself like you're trash i'm the only one who's ever gonna want you like things like that they try to leave and and most, most ladies uh, and women or young children who do try to leave, uh, well, it, it's, it doesn't turn out well. I've heard so many stories from adult clients of, like, you know, I got really lucky of uh, being able to get out of this life because all, most of my friends end up sad in an alley. So it's it's so scary. Yeah. It's really scary. And it takes a lot of courage um, from these survivors to leave yeah, to escape I can really imagine
4: it would uh, we're talking with jenna christakis durham from the children of the immaculate heart program by the way their website is children of the immaculate heart and i believe it's is dot it or org. children of the immaculate heart.org um, i encourage everyone to check that out and even consider maybe making a donation so that you can support this work but jenna tell me about uh the lasting uh impact on these women and their children, the young girls also that you're serving. Is it possible for them to come back to something that feels normal?
6: They, um, their trauma will always be with them. It's not like going through a program or any program is never going to be some magic cure. I mean, even our senior clients and, and whatnot, it's going to be with them forever. What we try to do is is help them live, live with it, to cope with it, to understand that they're beautifully made and loved and worthy of love and to gain this um, sense of self-worth and confidence that they've never had before through, um, you know, the love of Jesus Christ. So that, um, you know, that is kind of the goal and, I hope that answers your question. I'm not. I'm not sure if I quite answered so, your question. Yeah, uh,
4: you know, I'm just trying to uh, envision what life must be like for for these poor women and their oh, kids yes. and these okay. young yes. and these young people to understand. You know, the trauma has to be very deep and profound, and whether or not they can go on to living something more of a normal life even after. Um, and I, as a Catholic, I have to believe the answers found in the Holy Sacraments, the grace of God and healing um but through this program do you have any testimonies of, uh, of women who have rebounded and, and 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 moved on
6: Oh, oh yes um and we have yes <laughs> we do <laughs> um there's this particular client she's
4: well, we're going to have to put a pause right there. Our conversation with Jenna Durham from Children of the Immaculate Heart.org. Uh, we are going to post this to our social feed so you can see the full interview there. But uh, great organization, Children of the Immaculate Heart.org, doing some wonderful things. And we, we appreciate that. So spread the word. And wouldn't it be awesome to see organizations like this pop up all over the country? Praise be to Jesus. Children of the Mackletheart.org. That's going to do it for hour number one of Catholic Drive Time. Thank you for joining us this hour. We have enjoyed hanging out with you. Of course, and we hope and pray that you have a great weekend. Once again, can I just say thank you to Jim Havens uh, from Simple Truth for inviting me out to the men's march in Baltimore this week. Thank you for doing that. Thank you, Station of the Cross, for being a partner with Catholic Drive Time. We are very grateful to you. We enjoy being in this apostolate together. But uh, I'm going to share my video of my trip to Baltimore on my YouTube channel. Check it out. You can look for Joe McLean, or you can go to uh, grnonline.com forward slash CDT to find it linked up there. I'm going to publish it in just a little while after the show. We'll see you back here on Monday, or you can join us in the second hour, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you on Monday.
9: Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time
6: A friend of mine said that his church takes the Bible literally, but that the Catholic Church doesn't. Is that
9: true? Catholics actually interpret the Bible in a literal sense, while many fundamentalists, evangelicals, and others interpret the Bible in a literalist sense. The literal meaning of a passage of Scripture is the meaning the author of that passage of Scripture intended to convey. The literalist interpretation of a passage of Scripture is, that's what it says, that's what it means. Here's an example to illustrate the difference. If you were to read a passage in a book that said it was raining cats and dogs outside, how would you interpret that? As Americans in the 21st century, we know that the author was intending to convey the idea that it was raining pretty doggone hard outside. That would be the literal or Catholic interpretation. The literalist interpretation would be that were you to walk outside, you would actually see cats and dogs falling from the sky like rain. No taking into account the popularly accepted meaning of this phrase. No taking into account what the author was intending to convey. The words say it was raining cats and dogs, so by golly, it was raining cats and dogs. That is the literalist or fundamentalist way of interpretation. Now, if someone 2,000 years in the future picked up that same book and read, It Was Raining Cats and Dogs Outside... In order to properly understand that passage in the book, they would need a literal interpretation, not a literalist interpretation. Now, think about that in the context of interpreting the Bible 2,000 to 3,000 years after it was written. We need a literal or Catholic interpretation versus literalist or fundamentalist interpretation. A beacon of
0: truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul.
5: Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you.
9: Welcome to your
5: Catholic Drive
9: Time,
0: keeping you informed.
4: You just have to get through the day. That's it. Just the day. School, work, I don't know, chores, whatever's on your agenda today. And then the weekend is upon you. And prayerfully, it'll be a beautiful weekend, and you'll get to do something relaxing, fun, or... or or just checking off the the list of things you have to get done, being productive, whatever's on your agenda this week, and we're going to be praying for your intentions today, coming up here in just a moment. But praise be to God, we just had a great conversation with Janet Durham from Children of the Immaculate Heart, an organization based in in sunny Southern California that helps women and their kids overcome the sex slave trade. So great organization, good conversation. We'll be posting that at some point to our social media feed, which will be... Uh, I don't know, You soon, I guess. We're, you, we're linking to everything on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. That's grnonline.com forward slash CDT. But I, I have to admit something publicly. Uh-oh. Yeah, a little confession time. Should we have confession time music? That'd be interesting. Scary. What, what would that sound like? I kind of have the image of Godfather in my mind. So we like uh, some Italian? No, that's not the right. That's not how my confessions go. How about yours? Um, maybe more like... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how my confessions go. Speaking of which, Adrian
5: Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning, to you, Adrian. Good morning. Good morning. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Uh, not making public confessions, but you know, yeah. Otherwise, 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 a, otherwise, a good day.
4: It's fantastic. So yesterday, I made a promise that I would release the, an email to the CDT insiders. Yeah, that did. That didn't happen. Yikes! So. Mea culpa, mea. And to make things worse, <gasps> I, I like I mixed up two movies in the after show. I, I accused Kiefer Sutherland of being an outsider.s I don't know how you'll ever recover from this. I don't know either. This is like I am deleting all my social media. Feeds. This is the
5: unforgivable sin
4: that's mentioned in scripture. No, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, no, yes. I forget. At any rate, uh, mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. I was trying to uh, publish uh, the video footage of my trip to Baltimore this week when I spoke at the men's march there in front of Planned Parenthood and the hotel where the USCCB met. And um, I it took me a lot longer to finish that project than I anticipated. And by the time it was done, it was really late. And So I did not send you the email. I will do so in a little while today, though. So it's not too late to sign up to the email list. You can get on that by going to our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. I'll be sending you that when the show ends. So in just a little while, praise be to God. But in this hour, we are going to have a good time. I have a good piece of news for you to share in just a few minutes. And then, of course, we play. No, before we do that, we do a Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day. We'll have a little bit of a reflection. And then we play Fear and Trembling. And today is the day we pull out the prize. We pull out God's divine infinite mercy and will. And we read the name live over the radio. And that person gets prizes. Praise be to Jesus. So that's coming up at 15 past the hour. And then at thirty at 30 past the hour, we hang out on the live video feed for those of you that can join us: Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, We're also on odyssey.com. And we're also on LinkedIn right now, my personal profile there. And we also live stream right on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. And we will talk about whatever you want to talk about. You get to drive that conversation in the after show. So, And the rule is, if you don't comment, then we talk about movies or food. So make sure to comment about something more important than that and we'll have a great time. All right, praise be to God. We're going to jump into it and pray for your intentions today. Pray for uh, the lives of all those children who are facing abortion today, that uh, God in his infinite kindness and mercy might save their lives and convert their parents and their doctors and nurses and the volunteers and everybody else. Praise be to Jesus. And then, of course, we're going to pray for fidelity to Holy Mother Church in the hierarchy of the church and in my home and in your home. Amen. Let's pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your good news for, th- for today. Praise be to Jesus. Life News reports pro-life Christian wins his First Amendment rights to preach gospel outside of abortion clinic. New York Attorney General Letitia James dismissed a case the state filed to censor the Christian and pro-life speech of Liberty Council's client, Scott Fitchett, Jr. As he shares the gospel outside Choices, Women's Medical Center, New York's largest abortion business, the state of New York will have to pay the cost of this litigation. To Liberty Council. Praise be to God. Fitchett is a pre-K teacher who has spent Saturdays peacefully sharing the gospel on public sidewalks throughout New York City, including outside choices to, quote, persuade women to change their minds about seeking an abortion by communicating the gospel of Jesus Christ, unquote. Fitchett and 12 other defendants were sued in in June of 2017 by former New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman who sought a preliminary injunction to shut down the Christian and pro-life speech of the defendants. Schneiderman filed the original lawsuit under the Federal Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act enacted by Congress to prevent actual violence and physical obstruction of abortion facility entrances and similar New York laws. Schneiderman intended to silence the pro-life and Christian messages he openly despised. He launched the lawsuit against Fitchett and the other defendants with a press conference Outside Choices where he he touted his pro-abortion credentials while shockingly berating pro-life Christians who he said quote, run their mouths unquote, with quote, unlawful un-American rhetoric, unquote. Flanked by the millionaire abortion and choices owner Merle Hoffman Schneider smugly declared quote, "We are not a nation where you can choose your point of view he He degenerated Christians and degenerated christian 's effort to counsel women and advocate for the life of the unborn as horrifying and illegal unquote i 'm not even sure exactly what that means, but it doesn 't sound good nonetheless. In a sad twist of irony schneiderman would resign in disgrace less than a year later after serious allegations that he physically abused four women the case would go on through a couple of more levels but in august of 2021 a three judge panel of the second circuit court of appeals reversed its prior opinion and affirmed the district court's denial of a preliminary injunction sought by new york attorney general james thus denying her attempt to censor the Christian and pro-life speech of the 13 defendants. Yesterday, Attorney General James dismissed the case entirely, and the state of New York will have to pay Liberty Council's cost for its litigation. Good news indeed. Praise be to God. Preach the gospel in season and out. And that is your good news today.
5: The saint of the day is St. Nurses the Great. He was a bishop and martyr and the father of St. Isaac the Great. A A native of Armenia, he studied in the Cappadocia and wed a princess who gave birth to Isaac. After she died, he served as a chamberlain in the court of King Arshak of Armenia. In 353, he was made Catholicos, which is, you know, like a patriarch of the Armenians. Nurses devoted much effort to reforming the Armenian church, including convening a synod in 365 based on the principles he had studied under with St. Basil of Caesarea. Though he established hospitals and monasteries, his reforms and denunciation of King Arshak's murder of the queen led to his exile. He returned after Arshak's death in battle, but relations were not much better with the new Armenian ruler, whose dissolute lifestyle caused nurses to refuse him admission into the church. Hmm, interesting. Nurses was invited to a royal banquet at Kahaka on the Euphrates River and was assassinated by poison in 373. Saint Nurses the Great, pray for us. Praise be to God
4: in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter 19, verses 45 through 48. Jesus entered the temple area and proceeded to drive out those who were selling things, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. And every day he was teaching in the temple area. The chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders of the people, meanwhile, were seeking to put him to death. But they could find no way to accomplish their purpose because all the people were hanging on his words. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Saint Ambrose said for God wishes not his temple to be a house of traffic but the dwelling place of holiness nor does he fix the priestly service in a saleable performance of religion but in a free and willing obedience praise be to God Saint Ambrose pray for us what did you find Adrian
5: yes this is good stuff and i also found it interesting you know we have this topic of the temple and we're regarding uh, this is not a this is a house of prayer not a den of thieves, and what happens in the saint of the day as well? But Saint Nurses, he tells the uh, the king, he says he bans him from admission to the church because of his destitute lifestyle, because it would be scandalous to have to turn the house of prayer into a brothel. So this is a it's a horrible thing. So Cornisalopita here quoting Saint Thomas said, but the temple of Christians is called especially the house of God. Because Christ the Lord corporally dwells in it in the Holy Sacrament of the Eucharist. Now, think about this for a second. When we enter into church, especially because, you know, the the temple of Christ, the temple of God here in the Old Testament is a prefigurement of the church, of the church that we go to on Sundays. Because the church that we have now is so much greater than the amazing temple of Solomon, The temple that Solomon built that was bathed to the specifications that God gave him directly. What dwelled there? It was the Ten Commandments, the manna from heaven, and the rod of Aaron. That's what dwelled there. And it was said that the Spirit of God dwelled there. But at our churches, at our churches in the Catholic Church, we have the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ himself present in every single church and all the tabernacles of the world. So how should we come in to this church? How should we present ourselves? Cornelius Lapide says, the temple is a house not for talk, not for speculation, not for drinking, not for reveling, but for prayer. He goes on to say, he said, let therefore those who profane it by gossiping, by gaping about him, by acting lasciviously, by drinking, see how they will be scourged by Christ. Yikes. I think about that next time you go to church. Think about yourself. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying don't look around and it's like, Oh, look at that person over there. No, think about yourself. Are you having the comportment that you, that is necessary to present yourself worthily to receive Holy Communion, to be present in front of the King of Kings. Think about that for a moment. The King of King, the Lord of Lords, the God of the universe is present in front of you. How will you comport yourself? If you had an audience with the King of the world, would you turn around and talk to the person next to you? Would you start pulling out your phone? Would you, start, would you come dressed in shorts and t shirt? How would you dress if you had the king of the universe, a president in front of you? The goes on, Cornelius Lapide quoting the rule of St. Augustine. He says, Let no one do anything in the oratory, which is a house of prayer, except that for which it was made. From hence also hath its name. This is important. This is a house of prayer and we need to treat it as such. For as Bede says, those things might seem to be lawfully sold in the temple, which were bought with the intention of offering them in the same temple, of the Lord, but the Lord himself being unwilling that any earthly business, not even that which was considered honest should be transacted in his house, drove away the unjust traffickers and cast them all out together with the things which they sold. So I want everybody to think about that today as we go off, especially when we go off for Sunday Mass. Uh, Think about how we are comporting ourselves. Are we giving God the reverence due to him and his home? Yea and amen. Praise be to God. St.
4: Gregory the Great says, but our Redeemer does not withdraw his word of preaching even from the unworthy and ungrateful. Boy, am I grateful for that. All right, it is time to play our game, Fear and Trembling, your last three chances to get in on the prize drawing. This week is right now because we will give out this prize today. So call right now, 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. First caller gets to be our contestant, gets the last three chances at this week's prize pack, 877-7524 seven nine four two four that's eight seven 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 fifty seven we'll be right back fear and trembling is coming up next
6: we all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction but with the help of god and a church family your children can grow in the security of faith hope and love Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at CatholicsComeHome.org
0: Protestants like to use James 2, 10-11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin. Because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 1.15 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2.10-11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, "Lord, I only broke one commandment, but kept the other nine." So James two ten through eleven is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the Ready Reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For two thousand years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children develop the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church, with over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the Church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. Welcome home.
1: Welcome to another round of fear and trembling (laughs) The Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot, 877-757-9424. And now, your host,
4: Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and fear and trembling. The Catholic Trivia Game Show, where we have a secret and hidden agenda. So please, do me a favor, and don't tell anybody what I'm about to share with you. Okay? This is very serious, so please keep this between us. But there are a few things we like to do during the game show segment. Number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments in the questions where you might learn something you did not know before. And I can tell you, looking at the questions today, mm -hmm, you're going to learn a few things today. Praise be to God. And then number two, we like to have fun. We like to laugh. We like to enjoy our conversations with our callers. And they tend to be really good sports. They laugh with us, and we love that part of it. And then, of course, number three, we give out prizes. And today's that day where we give out prizes. Praise be to Jesus. But if you're just joining us and you're new here, let me explain some things to you. Number one, Uh, We have three Catholic trivia questions in front of me, uh, but I don't ask the caller the question. So it is possible that the caller doesn't know a single correct answer, but could still win the game. Yes, that's possible, praise be to God. And the reason is because I don't ask the caller the questions. Instead, I will ask David... And I will ask Adrian, one of them will be correct, the other will be wrong. And every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Praise be to Jesus. And our sponsor this week, very grateful to our sponsors who give us prizes to give to you, uh, JanuaryJaneShop.com. Very cool. Thank you so much, JanuaryJaneShop.com, for giving us this prize pack, which includes... Uh, a, a pack of 12 polaroids of 12 vintage style prints of modern catholic saints with their birth names written in calligraphy uh, below plus uh, an original nativity folk print by an eight by ten it's an original watercolor painting by jana zuniga who is the owner of januaryjaneshop.com has given us this prize pack to give to you and today's the day we do that so we're very excited good morning to you david Good morning, Joe. Adrian, how's everybody doing today? Praise be to God, we are alive.
1: Yeah, that's and right. That it's nice weather out here. Is it? Yeah. Uh, did you see the eclipse this morning? Uh, no, but uh, the full moon, I've been watching that uh, in the mornings when I go for my run, so uh, that's pretty cool. The eclipse was super cool.
4: Speaking of super cool, guess what? Isaac is on the phone. Good morning to you, Isaac. Good morning. Praise be to God, Isaac. Where are you calling from? Houston, Texas. Woo! Houston, Texas. Pass a Get down, I, Dina. I, are we noticing a trend here? Is yep. Houston, Turn around, don't drown. Is Houston uh, <laughs> rallying for a competition against yeah, uh, San right. Antonio and, yes. uh, and Dallas? Can I, maybe I can guilt Alabama and Florida and Virginia Maryland to call in, because this is getting great. Yeah. Isaac, where do you go to church?
0: So I go to uh, Martoma Church and
3: Hope Church. We go to kind of both a little bit.
4: All right. Well, David, we're glad that you are uh, listening to Catholic Drive Time. Praise be to Jesus. H- have you listened long? Do you know the rules of the game? Do you know how this works? First time, to be honest. Oh, well, let me explain something to you, David, because we're glad you called in. Uh, I have three Catholic trivia questions, and I'm going to be honest with you. These could be hard, if you, especially if you don't go to Catholic Church, uh, which means you're going to have to listen very carefully. But here's the kicker. I'm not going to ask you these questions, David. I'm going to ask, uh, or rather, Isaac, I'm going to ask David, and I'll ask Adrian. One of them will have a correct answer, and the other will have an incorrect answer. You're just going to have to decide who, do you thought, who you thought was trickiest. Was it David? Was it Adrian? Who do you think is okay. correct? And then every right answer goes into the cup for uh, a drawing, which we're going to pull a name out, and it could be yours. We'll see how it goes. Are you ready to play? Let's do it. All right, Isaac, let's do it. We're going to go to David first, as is our custom. David, are you ready?
1: Yep, yeah, I think so. It's Friday. I'm ready. Praise be to God. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Are you sure? Now I'm sure.
4: <laughs> David, what are the two chief
1: powers of a priest? Wow, the two. He only has two? Two chief powers. Oh, two. There could be oh, other... The the pr- the, pr-
4: the pr- preeminent ones, the, okay. the big ones, the
1: big ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. now that now that you put it that way, I, right. I, I I know the answer. Are you an-
4: avoiding giving me an answer? Uh, I need an uh, answer, David. Okay.
1: The two chief
4: powers, please.
1: To offer mass, okay, and forgive sins. Sounds reasonable. It does, and that's my final answer.
4: To offer mass and to hear confessions.
1: Okay. Well, forgive sins. Forgive sins. Yes. All right.
4: All right. Let's just see what Adrian has to say.
5: Adrian, can that's you me. tell me what are the two? chief powers of a priest the two chief powers of a priest are one to govern and two to teach to govern and to teach Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: sounds Mm -hmm. like
1: my government teacher Wow. wow wow Okay. Mm-hmm.
4: I was going to say my spouse, but anyway, different, different story, different story. All right. Uh, here's the deal, Isaac. Let me just see if I can summarize for you. Adrian seems to think that uh, to the two chief powers are to govern and to teach, whereas David says it's to say Holy Mass and to forgive sins. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Isaac, what say you? I
3: believe this uh, forgiveness of sins
8: and, uh, you know, to present the holy, holy mass. Survey says... Yeah! Easy peasy. Wow! Good
5: easy job, peasy. Isaac. Now, governing and teaching is the job yeah. of the bishop. Yeah, that was tricky. But you oh, did really?
4: fantastic, Isaac. Yeah. Congratulations.
5: Goodness. You are in the coffee cup of
4: divine providence. You oh. could win now, praise be to God. But uh, let's see if we can't double your chances. This This is going to be a hard one. I'm going to be honest. Since it's my job to to represent you, Isaac, to help <laughs> you in get into the cup, I'm going to say this next one's a tough one. But we can blame Adrian for that. But speaking of Adrian, let's ask Adrian. Adrian, Uh-oh. what is the ornamental cross on the front and back of a chausable called?
1: Chausable.
5: Yes. Yeah, so the ornamental cross on the front and back of a chausable is an orfray. An orfray. An orfray. Okay. Okay. And Orphrae. Doesn't sound made up at all. No. Mm. No. Orphrae. No. Right,
4: David, no. Can, can you tell me, David, what is the ornamental cross on the front and back of a chasuble called?
1: Okay. Uh, ornamental cross. So I'm going to go with embroidery a la cross. <laughs> Why are you laughing?
4: I'm not. It's just I got morning allergies.
1: Okay. And Did you uh, get my answer? Did you get no. it?
4: Mm. I'm sorry. You said one more time?
1: Embroidery. A la cross.
4: <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. You, you hadn't heard that Latin, no. l- in Latin. No, I didn't okay. take Latin
4: in school. Okay,
1: Yeah. look it up. Embroidery a la cross. A la cross. A la cross.
4: A la cross. That's Latin.
1: <laughs> a la cross. Emphasize la. We haven't been to
4: that restaurant. A la, a la cross. la Okay. Uh, Isaac, here is the deal. Okay, let me summarize for you. Uh, David seems to think it's called an embroidery a la cross, Whereas uh, Adrian says it's called an orphery. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Isaac, what say you?
9: Survey
3: says orphery. Survey <laughs> says. Yeah. Wow. I it.
5: Easy peasy. Told you it wasn't now, hard. Everybody knows that. Was,
4: that. was that tricky, Isaac? Or did you just like, you just figured out what David's tell sign is? <laughs> Isaac, are you there?
3: Say that again, sorry, cut in and
4: out <laughs> did you was that easy or did you just figure out that david that, uh David is kind of a tricky guy
3: you know what i i I had to go with uh the trickiness, as well as uh, you know, just my, my my internal gut feeling. There you go.
4: <laughs> I would have, n- or I have, I had never heard of Orfrey before, so
1: Orfrey.
8: yeah, I uh, know,
4: yeah, uh, a la very, very creative. I've been baby. to that restaurant. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the nachos it was are fantastic. Tricky the way
3: he said it, though, it was tricky. The way he said it.
4: Yeah. See, see what I'm saying. All right, here we go. Third time's a charm. Uh, you are in for two. I think we can get you in for three. But this is a very cool question. This next one. All right, Isaac, here we go. We're going to go back to David. David, what is the name of the area where the Holy Eucharist
1: is offered individually at Mass? Wow, you said a couple of key things. Uh, Individually Uh and also this area. Yeah. All right, so uh, I know this one, Joe. Altar rail. Altar rail. Alter Alter rail. rail. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's my final answer.
4: Does your parish have an altar rail?
1: They do. Do they? St. Elizabeth and Seton.
4: Praise be to God. All right, Rex. let's go see what Adrian has to say. <laughs> Adrian. That's me. What is the name of the area
5: where mm-hmm. the Holy Eucharist mm-hmm. is offered yes. individually at Mass? Right. Uh, trick question. You're there, they, you do not offer the eucharist individually at mass you have your legion of extraordinary ministers of holy communion give it so my answer is extraordinary ministers of holy communion did you say Legion? yes (laughs) what (laughs) your answer is what again extraordinary ministers of holy communion did you read that's the question (laughs) yeah i mean okay okay
4: okay okay uh shenanigans
5: aside isaac here's the
4: deal adrian seems to think it's it's with the extraordinary ministers of holy communion Whereas, David seems to think it happens at the altar rail. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Isaac, what say you? I'd have to say the altar rail. Then you would be right, good sir. Yeah! Yeah! Perfect score! Well, good job, Isaac. Congratulations. You got all three right. Those weren't tricky at all, but... uh... God's grace is good because right now David is putting your name into that cup three times and he's going to give it a, a severe and vigorous shaking. The drummer's getting really tired, dude. Oh, okay. And, uh, like, all, right, all right. getting he's exhausted tired. here. And then he's going to pull T- a name. and Tell him a couple seconds. Sorry. It hey, may be God's will, Isaac, that a little you bit longer, man. are pulled. It may not. I don't know. We're going to have to wait to see. Do we all have right. a name?
1: All right. Just a little bit longer. Keep running. Okay. Do we have a name? Vicky Smallwood. Vicky,
4: Congratulations Vicky! Uh, Isaac I'm sorry but you were a lot of fun Thank you for playing our game today Isaac
3: Hey much appreciated God bless you guys for what you do Praise be to Jesus
4: Isaac Thank you for tuning in God love you Tune in again on Monday 6am central 7 Eastern for Catholic Drive And that's going to do it for the radio side of our show today Isaac was a blast So much fun I enjoyed these uh, questions too We learned some things today but if you can hang out with us on the after show, we have a CDT insider in the studio. We'll introduce her to you in a moment and then hang out with you for the next half hour. Otherwise, we'll see you back here 6 a.m. Central, 7 from Monday morning for another round of Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. Have a great weekend. God love you.
9: Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time
5: Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Joe is uh, talking to our guest in the studio. He'll be uh, back here in a second as soon as we get everybody settled in. We have two surprise guests, and I won't, I won't tell you who it is. I'll let Joe introduce our surprise guest into the studio today um, as we wait for that to happen. But thank everybody for coming on today and uh, for everyone commenting in the comment section Especially, uh, we, have, we already have, like Joe said, we're going to, hey, we don't want to talk about movies, uh, so let's talk about something else. And Tammy, what does she do? First thing she does is she brings <laughs> up movies. Hey, welcome, First thing she does. Welcome back. Praise be to God. Uh, let's talk to our
4: guest here. Uh, good morning to you, Gloria. Good morning. Do we got to turn her mic on? Oh. <laughs> uh, good that morning helps, to you, Gloria. Right?
2: <laughs> good morning. How are you? We're doing well. Thank Praise you. Be Gloria Diane Lopez, right? Yes. Now, where are you from? Uh, from the Dallas area. We from lived Dal- just south of Dallas.
4: Intentionally. Like yeah. that, you know. I, <laughs> yes. you didn't know it was Dallas, right?
2: Well, we used to live here, but
4: yeah. yes, we did well, not everybody, travel north. Not everybody can be as awesome and live in Houston, Texas. Somebody right. has to live somewhere else, right? right? Right. I'm teasing, of course. Dallas is
5: actually quite nice. I actually like Dallas quite a bit. So with the uh with the Dallas Fort Worth crew over there. Right. Yeah.
2: Now where yes. do you go to where
5: do you guys go to Mass? Well
2: we actually go to Mass. Two different places on Sundays. Yeah, very common. Sure, we go to Modern Day early in the morning. Wonderful. Like when we say early, what do we mean? Like seven. Like 7
4: a.m. You're that kind of hardcore guy. Yes. Praise be to God. Yeah.
2: Um, My husband started going before I did. I've just been going with him for a few months now. Nice. So, yeah, we've been doing that. And then we travel um, back down to our home parish in Waxahachie. Waxahachie. That's That's a cool name, isn't it? Yes. It's Waxahachie, not Waxahachie. Okay. You
4: know, I used to go to the Renaissance Festival there back in the 90s.
2: Yeah.
4: Right there. I competed in the Scottish games there. Really? In Waxahachie back nice. in the 90s, yeah. Yeah. yeah praise yeah. be to God.
2: So we, yeah, that's St. Joseph's.
4: How wonderful. Yeah. How very wonderful. And you are in town because of the JPT Institute.
2: Yes. we. They had their annual uh, fundraiser gala last night, which was very nice. <laughs> wow. Raise a little bit of money. Praise so, be to Jesus. Yes, that's awesome. exactly. Yeah. That's it's awesome. a great apostolate, yeah.
4: Now, all right, so modern day, have you guys already gotten your, your missiles? Did you buy your missiles? Which yes. one did you buy? Angeles Press? Br- oh, you're hardcore. You got the Baroness. I thought Angelus Press was hard enough, too. To Baroness is a little harder to, to follow. Her, her husband's over <laughs> here saying, "No, nah, it's no big yeah, deal." Right.
2: Like it took That's why he's flipping pages I, I during th- mass. I had to
4: force my priest to sit down and explain it to me. You know, to,
5: honestly, I think they're all pretty much about the same. It's just whatever you get used to first. Yeah, yeah uh, I think So, like, so. I was using my. I got we got my sister the uh, laçons missile for That's her birthday, had, right? And yeah. and yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah wonderful. Yeah. So when I first tried it, when I was trying to help her organize her LaSant's missile, I was like, oh, I'm kind of confused for a second. Took me a little while before I could figure it all out because, you know, I'm just used to the analyst press missile. So it's just whatever you get used to first. Yeah,
4: I think so. Uh, Eric Rodriguez says D-Town in the house. Cowboys over Chiefs.
5: Yikes. Yikes. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, you are now banned from the show. Hold on. I am blocking you. Sorry, Eric. It was, uh, it was a good run. It was a good run. It was a good run.
4: Praise be to God. Uh, what was it? Tammy was asking again about the Hallmark Ch- yes. Hallmark Christmas yes. movies. What?
5: Uh, oh, and if you've never been to Latin Mass and you are wanted to struggle with the, you do not want to struggle with the missile. I highly recommend this right here it's called the benedictus it's kind of like the magnificat but for the latin mass and it's only five dollars a month and i've been subscribed to it even though i have a missile i have tons of missiles actually and i have um and but i just really love this little book because i can just take it i put it in my pocket it fits in my pocket my yeah. coat pocket and i take it to mass and i can pull it out and i still use my other missile because it doesn't have all the prayers and all the other details because so it's much smaller but it has it and then it has all these daily meditations on it and so for the month of november it has um all the Saints, because it's uh, All Saints. That's the theme of the month. And so it's a different Live of the Saints every day uh, for the month of November. Praise be to God. Uh, so I highly recommend if you want to get into Latin Mass, or if you just want to figure out what the Latin Mass is, this is a great starting place.
4: Uh, good morning to you, Clarissa. Good morning to you, Christopher Velasquez and Tammy and Kim Sunderman. Praise be to God. Jeff Burr and the Burrier family. Uh, good morning to you, Colin. Good morning to you, Lisa Leopold. Good morning to you. Praise be to Jesus. Becky Dominguez. Good morning to you, Deacon Ken. Good morning. Thank you for hanging out with us today, Paul, our friend from Buffalo. Good morning to you. Uh, let's see, Dan Vicaro is on. Praise be to God. Good
5: morning to you as well. Let's see who's on Facebook. Good morning to Mary Barone. Mary, uh, it's okay. We won't. We we, won't, we don't judge. We don't judge. <laughs> we won't. Uh, Mary, Mary was on. saying hi to Janice uh, during the uh, pre-recorded episode, and then yeah. she figured out it was a pre-recorded. Ouch. It's okay. It happens to the best of us. I, yes, I, you know, yes, sometimes uh, whenever Joe was gone, I was talking <laughs> to his empty seat. Uh, okay. Okay. Fine. That didn't <laughs> That's happen. Awkward, but okay. <laughs> oh, but Joe did connect to, would you connect to San Antonio? Uh, yeah. And I was so the confused. first day,
4: I like, the yeah, when I was in Baltimore in the hotel room that first day and I'm trying to like, get ready for the show, I, of course I get up early and get ready early and I'm, I'm connected. I'm ready to go and I'm practicing my news, reading, 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 and never hear a word from Adrian. I'm like.
5: And it's getting late. What, what what's the deal here? You know, and he's like, "What are you going to so, connect?" And so yeah, I'm so like, I so I've been I'm <laughs> So I'm in the studio, and I'm thinking, "Huh, I guess Joe's got really tired with the the rally and everything. I guess he's sleeping in this All morning. Right, yeah, I guess you know." I, I better check, make sure he's awake. And I was thinking, I, I guess he'll connect eventually. So Joe's thinking I'm sleeping in, and I'm thinking he's sleeping in. And so we kind of completely crossed wires. Yeah.
1: I oh, love good. that we're in the communications business. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I love that. Exactly.
5: Good <laughs>
4: communications. Uh, Elsa, good morning to you, Elsa. Thank you for hanging out with us. Is Elsa a brand new commenter? Uh, Over I don't on know, Facebook, GR side. Let's uh, give it to anyways. Yeah. 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 Good morning and congratulations. Thank you for hanging out with us today also. We are very grateful to you. Praise be to God. Buddy, good morning to you. Patty, good morning to you. Patty was on with us earlier. June, good morning to you, June. We we always enjoy hanging out with you, June. Praise be to Jesus. Let's see who else is on uh, Facebook side. We have Lori, of course, our friend. Susan Weber. Praise be to God. Thank you for hanging out with us today, Susan. Jesus Robles. It's good to see you. Good morning to you, Jesus. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Joaquin Hernandez. Good morning to you. Praise be to Jesus. Nathan
5: Montes. Good morning. Nathan is a friend of mine. i we so sorry. We went to St. Luke the Evangelist together. My deepest And ignorance. his son has probably the coolest name I've ever heard in my life. Really? Yeah. What's it, the son's name? Adrian. I didn't see that coming.
4: I didn't see that coming. I walk right into
5: that. Yeah. <laughs> you yes. did. Set that one up. Woo-hoo.
4: Mary, Moreau, good Whole morning run. to you again. Monica, good morning to you. <laughs> Praise be <laughs> <you. Praise laughs> to God. Thanks for hanging out. Lose, good morning, Doug. Good morning to you. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. I, I see some people watching on Odyssey, but nobody's commented today. So I'm guessing the mics are on, but I'm not sure. Uh, Gloria, let's go back to you. When, how did you find Catholic Drive Time? How did you discover us? Uh,
2: well, because I listen to the radio all the time. Praise and be it's, God. Yeah, so um, just you know, getting up early. I used to um, pre-COVID. You know, it seems like everything's pre-COVID, right? Remember
4: the good old days? Yeah, exactly. B- COVID? It was
2: great. <laughs> um, I used to listen to um, what used to be on. Early at 6. Morning Glory. There, there you go. Um, because I used to go to communion service every morning before going to work. Yeah. So then when you guys came on, it was, yeah. Now, you,
4: you also hang out with us by
2: Facebook, I think?
4: Yes. Yeah, praise yeah. be to God. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing that. I'm yeah. very grateful to you. Yeah. Uh, if, do you have anything you want to like con- uh, criticize Adrian about while you're here? Or just between us? Is there uh, any- anything
5: you would like me to correct Adrian about? There's, a, there's, a, there's something yeah. I say at the end of all my mm-hmm. uh, podcasts. Mm-hmm, I say um, mm-hmm. for any questions, comments, concerns, soapboxes, negativities, positivities, or anything in between, you can send it to me. Um, and I am uh, open for all that.
2: <laughs> right. Just between us. You can let casual, me know if there's casual.
4: anything you want me to chastise Adrian about. I'm happy to do it.
1: I got a chance to meet Gloria up in Dallas, uh, yeah. Joe and Adrian. Oh, the Summer the Speaker summer. Series? Yeah. Yes. That's where how, we met. How
2: did you like that? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, now, was...
4: Do you, do you go to the, have you been to the past ones?
2: Yes. So, yeah,
4: the ones. What, the ones previously with the airplane hangar? Yes, yes. Did you, how did you like the new venue?
2: Um... Well there's not as much to see. I know. That's what I was <laughs> right? thinking. I mean it's just a room. Um but the great speaker, hangar but super yeah, cool. yeah. Yes. I w- it, I've always is.
4: enjoyed that venue. Yes. Super cool that it's a, a, a airplane hangar that's also a museum yeah. right on the edge of Love Field up yeah. in the Dallas area and you have these Massive aircraft hanging off the ceilings. You got a whole fleet of aircraft off to the side that you can walk around. Right. Space expo- uh, You know, uh, it's just it's just really cool. Yeah, the yeah. items there are pretty neat. I didn't see that. You've never seen that? No. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Cool. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. They had been there for
2: years. Yes. But this year yes. they did
4: something new. But they had a big event. Yes. Yes. There yeah, so was
2: a lot of people. So maybe that's the reason. A thousand for people the, for the
4: yeah, change, which is yeah. huge. Praise be to God. Right. Yeah, who was the speaker this year? Father John Ricardo. Father John Ricardo.
1: Yeah. That'll do it. That'll yes. do it. That'll yeah, do it. Exactly. it was fun. It was a lot of energy uh, yes. for that show, for that uh, for that venue and event, and it was great. It was really great for that area. I'm glad that uh, people from Houston went up to Dallas. Yes. Uh, yep. So all people from around that, that listen to Catholic Radio made that event. So that was really great. So <laughs> if you made it. It was good to see you there.
5: Yes, praise be to God. Amen to that. I want to, uh, Gloria. I yes. want to ask you a question. We got in the comment section. Uh-oh. Tammy said, "Joe, <laughs> you you said comment or uh, on the after show will be about movies and food." I have to say, right now, my DVR is full of Hallmark Christmas movies. Is it too early? Coworkers say yes. I say no. What oh, say Gloria?
2: No. <laughs>
4: no. Yeah. no as in it's too early or no as it's not in too
5: early it's,
2: too it's not too early. early i, I really? love christmas movies now do you i i do right. it's still now it's i have a thing early. about the lights though because okay. at home yeah you know on our way to to um mass because we you know like i said we live a little south of dallas yeah so there there's a little bit of country out there um and you know some of the lights are already on on the houses, although last night when we went to the gala, yeah. it was kind of nice, you know, driving through River Oaks and you see the big giant houses yeah. with the really massive light. They don't know. let
4: me in River Oaks. I get stopped at the edge. Right? And they're like, Sir, we're going <laughs> so to see your cool. asset report. <laughs> you know, your kind aren't tax welcome returns. here. Tax returns. Your tax returns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, we called your banker, sir, and you're not allowed here. Yeah, we've never heard of this bank. <laughs> <laughs> Seems made up. <laughs> uh, you know, I uh, we used to decorate early, uh, but we've uh, we've we've kind of grown to the point where we want to wait. We want we right. want a season of Advent to be unique and separated from the season of Christmas. Right. You know, yeah. and and especially like here in this part of Texas, where we have uh, a very famous Protestant radio apostolate. Our Mm. ministry. How do I say that? Radio group here that uh, plays Christmas music for an entire month before Christmas even happens. I already started listening to Christmas music. Not (laughs) gonna lie. And then (laughs) once Christmas comes, they turn it off.
2: Right. Exactly. It's like Christmas ends
4: before it begins, and it's like that's a tragedy. Yeah. So the culture here is kind of like that. That you know, of course, Walmart doesn't help. You remember the? You remember back in the good old days where. You wouldn't get those Christmas items until it was closer to Christmas. Right now, they've been selling before Already, Halloween. Like, they had yes. Christmas items. Yeah. so ready
5: for in it in the store. Yeah, I <laughs> love Christmas so much.
2: Well, I love Christmas too <laughs> because do- my kids say that. My house explodes at Christmas. So. <laughs> Praise be <laughs> to <you laughs> God. Nice.
5: My wife does the same thing. Yeah. Tammy said, Yay, Gloria, a kindred spirit. <laughs> yes. Amen. Yeah.
2: Amen.
4: <laughs> but do you still love Christmas on the twelfth day of the season? Absolutely. Or are you waning by that point? Are you exhausted by that no, point? No, I'm I'm ready
5: for Christmas twenty four seven. I started yeah. listening to Christmas music back in July. So <laughs> I mean July. I'm just saying I'm, yeah. I could go I could go 24 7 for Christmas. Yeah. Sure
2: Well, we leave our Christmas stuff up. you know, we're like the last ones, you know, in the area to take our well, Christmas. Well stuff what I down. like to
4: say is I'm the first ready for the next year. Oh, there you go. That's you know, good. I'm just leading the way <laughs> by leaving the lights up. I'm prepared yeah, when my neighbors yeah. aren't. That's what I say. That's, that's a we, good one. You know,
2: we yeah. move the, the, the wise men, you know, a little bit closer. Oh, as nice. We, go. Yeah, we do, too. Yeah, yeah, we do that.
4: In fact, my wife has um, little mini wise men figures that, that make the journey through the entire house. That's oh, funny. okay. You know, and then that's yeah. so for the kids every day they wake up. They're, they they're going to look for where the wise where men they are. are. Yeah. Should I decorate my apartment
5: the outside of my apartment? That's a great idea. Yeah.
1: You remember the story from Larry Massey where uh, he placed the wise men in his neighbors' uh, yards, <laughs> <laughs> like down the street, oh, <laughs> that's and then they would start. Yeah, they would Come start in. moving down the houses and stuff. Yeah. That That's, is really cool. That yeah. is super cool. Yeah.
4: Hey, sci-fi Mike checked in. Praise be to God, he says he's present and accounted for. He says he was busy looking for me in my the men's video march. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, sci-fi Mike said, "I love Christmas movies, but I dislike Hallmark movies." <laughs> um,
1: oh. So my yeah. my wife would agree with Gloria. I mean, my wife's already watching the Hallmark movies. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, you know, they start in July too. I think right. Yes,
2: they do. They do like a month or. So something but it's funny because I, I watch hallmark movies all the time and my my husband gets to where haven't we already seen that one? I,
5: I, <laughs> hey, that's what I say that's too funny. I say that too I, I, i'm I love Christmas but you're I have to admit Hallmark movies, not my cup of tea. Not Uh, my cup of tea. I love Christmas, though. Just wait a few Uh, years, Adrian. Right, right exactly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sci-Fi Mike said, uh, looking for the Christians that dislike Christmas. Yeah, that's super weird. Oh, my favorite thing. I, I post this... Every year on all my social media platforms, I say I love Christmas. It's the one year, one time of year where Protestants are okay with with uh, worshiping pagan idols because uh, <laughs> they all have their their nativity sets on their front yard yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, oh, so now it's okay to have images of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph? Okay, oh, I, I, get got,
4: okay I, get I, I got it.
1: Okay, 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 I got it. I got it. Yeah,
4: I, it. Yeah, I like Maureen. I guess I'm been I'm in the same boat as Marie. She says uh, there is a season in the liturgical calendar called Advent. It is to anticipate Christmas too soon for christmas movies on uh, on blah on hallmark movies
5: lori <laughs> said lori uh, my my uh, is is channeling the inner christmas spirit and she said bah humbug <laughs> <laughs> yay and amen i'm right there with you you know i'm kind of a i'm kind of a bah humbug guy
4: anyway though just in general and just, in just general. all right
1: yeah, yeah. you are <laughs> My-
4: <laughs> yeah, but every Christmas season, uh, we do go and uh, we take the kids and we look, we drive around, look at lights and houses. But we have a game where we count nativities and, mm-hmm. uh, and we see who can, who can count the most nativities. So the first one to recognize the nativity gets the point, right? So that's been a fun tradition for our family. But the other thing is, I, uh, I you know, Christmas Carol. Obviously, it's a movie. Everybody watches at Christmas time. I go see the play. Whereas, instead of watching Christmas Carol, uh, I like to watch the movie made about how Christmas Carol came to be. And that's oh. been a fun tradition with the family, hmm. is to watch that. That's, it's, it was very well produced, very good film. We watch it every year. We also lately got into watching uh, the, the – the, what was it? Um, I think Disney made it, actually, which I hate to admit publicly. But uh, it was The, uh, the Grinch but it was the most recent one, the animated one, and that is incredibly well produced. Benedict Cumberbatch played the uh, the voice of the Grinch, and it is very well done, and um, and we've uh, enjoyed watching that the last. In fact, they my wife makes us all dress up in Grinch t shirts. <laughs> and popcorn while we eat it which i'm not a big fan of did you do that Uh, did you make people all wear the same clothes for like pictures and such
2: no oh really
4: i thought all women were required
5: to do that (laughs) no 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 i my i love going to see the christmas carol i go the alley theater in houston it has an annual christmas carol play they put it on (laughs) and i love going to see that every year
4: oh that's cool Mm -hmm. that'd be neat Praise god they let you in last year
5: no. <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully they'll let you in this year yeah, then. Yeah. It's a back open now.
1: What uh, what about the movie It's a Wonderful Life?
5: <gasps> yes. Yes. I you know.
1: Ah oh, here we go. Oh, God. Oh. Here comes
5: the curmudgeon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I feel all of a sudden outnumbered. I'm
1: like, man. All right, Facebook, what do you say? Wow, like,
5: it is on. It's on, dude. I mean, what are you going to say?
8: You
4: just see them all square off like that. Like, that was crazy. I mean, heaven forbid I comment on It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, it's a good film. I've enjoyed watching that film many times in my life. Uh, but with little ones, there are a few th- things in the film that I don't like. Uh, for instance, mm. the, the the young woman uh, hitting on him in the scene in the in the soda pop shop, don't like that for my little ones. I don't like it when she's depicted as an, as now uh, an older adult woman wearing her dress, trying to capture the uh, boy's attention, and the boy's giving her that attention. I don't want to explain that to my little ones. So until they're a little older, you know, we kind of skip on that film every year.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah.
4: So you know, no, but no, uh, no major criticisms. But I, you know, i watching it in black and white. I used to quote. I used to try to do impersonate the voices in that film on, when I worked in secular radio. Until my boss told me to never do that again.
5: You got? <laughs> one? Do you have one? Can you do one?
4: Uh, please don't make, don't
1: make
5: me. Don't make him. <laughs> yes. Don't make him do it. Challenge. Uh,
4: it's been a long time. I, I probably, Come on. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it well. I I'm already well. in tears. <laughs> Maureen says, "I love it's a wonderful life. It's a family tradition to watch it on Christmas. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, a lot of people do. Praise be to God. Uh, what else? What are your some? What are your some of your favorite traditions, Gloria, at Christmas time?
2: Hmm. Midnight mass. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's kind of once the kids kind of got a little bit older. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do you a make uh,
1: a? Do you make tamales? No. No. no.
2: <laughs> I'm shook. That, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Ouch. Is, yeah, my husband always says, I thought that's why I married a Mexican.
4: <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> like, you should have asked these questions beforehand. beforehand yeah. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> like you, you need to have a list of important questions before you get to the altar. Tamales should have been on there. Yeah. So Tamales
2: sorry. and tortillas, no. <laughs> negative.
8: That's not one of them. That's not yeah. one
4: yeah. of them. Yeah. Now, you know, it's interesting because I was a Protestant when I met my wife. And uh, she was raised Catholic, and so I remember spending some Christmases with them, in you know before I became Catholic, before we got married, and they opened presents at midnight, and mm. they skipped the mass, obviously, unfortunately, but they would still open presents at midnight. I'm like, what are you doing? Like this is not this ain't Christian. What are you talking about? <laughs> you do not open cri- pre- presents until Christmas morning. That's how that works. And they insisted to open all their presents I- at midnight. And I yeah, thought that was the weirdest. We thing. did the same thing. But I didn't realize it was it was a holdover, sort of a like a uh, like a, a a shadow of of the Catholic tradition of going to midnight mass. You know um, uh-huh. that they have since lost that aspect of their faith. Uh, because they became more secular, that they, that they were still holding on to that tradition. I found that very fascinating once they became Catholic. So did you guys, after Mass, did you open presents? We would
2: let them do one. One. Yeah. So that's yeah. One. Same. One, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Then, yeah. 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 yeah.
4: That, my mom always loved me to open one present on Christmas Eve. Yeah. But it had nothing to do with Mass. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, what's Lori say here? She says, I love Midnight Mass. St. Catharines does not do does not do that they don't do midnight mass that's so sad where uh she said so like, i went to saint huh. elizabeth and seaton midnight mass and neighbors came up to meet me and said to be glad to see you in church and i told oh him, that's funny <laughs> i'm trying to read it for off the side here and i'm blind at that i told him i don't usually go to this church but i love the midnight mass praise be to god
5: that's funny because I think she's making the point that they thought that she didn't. She's like a Christmas Catholic who just shows up for Christmas. <laughs> oh. Christmas. He's like, I've never seen you but uh, here before. <laughs> <a> teacher, <right? laughs> Ouch! Did
4: they hand you a Matthew Kelly book? Right, exactly. You know it's really oh, yeah, I mean, things are really bad if they hand you a Matthew, Matthew Kelly book at Christmas. Lori, may
5: I recommend coming to Regina Chaley or going to uh, to the uh, to Latin Mass for, um, for Christmas mm. this year for Midnight Mass? Highly recommend if you yeah. uh, if you are able. Uh, let's
4: see. Eric, Eric Rodriguez says, uh, come on, man. What? No tamales?
8: <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, what are we talking I about? I don't know
4: what we're talking about here. It's like, <laughs> what? I got tamales in the fridge right now, as a matter of
8: fact.
4: <laughs> uh, Tammy says, we went to Midnight Mass and opened uh, presents when we got home. That night. So, wow, that's another another family doing that tradition. That's amazing. Um, but I, I, I guess I'm a little still stuck on you wake up with that sense of wonder and excitement and awe and the you know it's like getting the kids to go to bed and then obviously mm-hmm. they're 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 getting up the sun's not even up and they're up it's like the first time you can get the kids out up of bed early. early is on christmas morning so i kind of okay. i make a stick to that tradition but my wife also uh we started the tradition my wife mostly uh, baking a cake for Jesus mm. and singing Happy Birthday.
2: Right, I like yeah. that. Yeah. I used to do, do that when Spanish. the kids were littler. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: So Michelle won't allow us to open any presents till we've sung Happy Birthday to Jesus first. Good
2: so. tradition.
5: Yeah, it is. I good like tradition. that. I think I, like I, I think that's what I'm going to do for my birthday this year. I'm going to buy gifts for other people. So all right, everybody, sing me Happy Birthday. And then y'all can open y'all's presents. <laughs> okay. I just like having cake for breakfast, personally. It's just <laughs> fantastic. I do that all the time. It's called pancakes. Yum. Uh, I heard see. that the people in Europe are super weirded out by the fact that Americans have like pancakes for breakfast. They're like, is that a dessert? It is if you yeah. Go to,
4: it is if you go to IHOP.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah, true.
4: <laughs> I can still say flashbacks to my favorite commercial ever was a commercial between two cowboys in in dark blue light lamenting the tough you know season of of crops and people losing their farms and and then all of a sudden the lights come on and the cowboy asked the uh, the waitress, oh, "Ma'am, can you give me some more of them giggle drops for my my pancakes?" <laughs> and it was it was a Denny's commercial slamming IHOP for being all
1: dessert and candy. It was it was great. I forgot about that.
4: Joe. Yeah, giggle uh, drops. Giggle drops. No idea what you're talking about. Can I get some giggle drops and some do-littles? Uh, it was great. Uh, let's see. Susan says, "Oldest child exclaimed at end of midnight mass." Well, show's over, church. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Yikes.
4: Awkward. It was silent, but then everybody cracked up. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, it's time to go home.
5: Someone <laughs> needs to go read uh, Cornelius Elopide's, uh commentary today. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. About uh, what not to do in church. What not Yikes. to do? What
4: to <laughs> like for,
5: yelling, show's over, folks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that was in the list. <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, let's see. Lori says, and bacon. I'm guessing she means that for breakfast Mm. and bacon. Mm -hmm. I'll take two. Praise be to God. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Did you read Melanie's comment? When I was growing up, we would go to midnight mass and come home, have a celebration, then open presents. We would go to bed around four a.m. Great time. Mm. Praise be to God. That's pretty cool. Uh, Eric Rodriguez says, "Love, love recording the kids keeping morning." What does it say? Let's see. Eric Rodriguez said, "Best." Oh, yeah. Nice love nacho libre at best there.
5: Yikes. Yikes. Cringe. No no start joke. Mike said,
4: No uh, no
1: start joke.
5: I'm concerned about your salvation and stuff. (laughs) Your salvation and stuff. Uh, I believe in science. I believe in science. Uh, Mike said, Good morning, all. Late morning for me. Went to DC to see Genesis last night and rolled up at 2 a.m. Eastern Time, probably about an hour before you all got up. Uh he said growing up in in a German Catholic household, we opened our presents after evening mass. Christmas day was supposed to be about family uh he said we had stole we had stolen stolen we had Stalin and mulled wine and apple cider. We sat around the dining room table and ate and laughed and sang Christmas carols. It was glorious and I love Christmas and movies like Going my way and shop around the corner. Ooh, going my way, good film.
1: Mm. Did he say he went to see Genesis? I yeah. mean, I heard blah blah blah, yeah. Genesis. blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Genesis, blah 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 Genesis,
4: <laughs> blah. Don't start. Yeah, <laughs> don't start. We don't need any Greta Thunberg songs. Should I show
1: everybody down. no. The, the please, Greta Thunberg song? please don't. I saw Genesis like twenty years ago. I didn't know they were still uh, touring. Who's I'll, Genesis? I'll let oh. you. Play I the- thought he was talking about the Bible. <laughs>
5: <laughs> what are you talking
1: about? There's I'll a let, band named Genesis, Phil I'll let Collins. You, uh, I'll let
4: you do the what? Jesus is a friend of what mine song, but about? no Greta Thunberg. What? Not none. Yeah, no, Jesus zero. is my friend. Yeah. It's Friday. Um, buddy says, our family opened one gift on Christmas Eve and greeted people on Christmas Eve gift instead. And greeted people with Christmas Eve gift instead of Merry Christmas on Christmas Eve. What? Our family opened one gift on Christmas Eve and greeted people with Christmas Eve gift instead of Merry Christmas. Oh, interesting. So he was saying the words Christmas Eve gift on Christmas Eve. Ah, That's neat. Praise be to God. Singing happy birthday to Jesus was on Full Metal Jacket. Yes, it was.
5: Uh, Lori said What?
4: <laughs> they sang happy birthday to Jesus in Full Metal Jacket. I'd forgotten about that. I don't that, remember buddy. that. Yep. Yes. Oh. Yes, the drill instructor led the song down the <laughs> down the squad page, forcing everybody to sing "Happy Birthday."
8: <laughs> yes.
5: That's right. Yikes! And full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Places. Very wholesome. Very wholesome movie. <laughs> not very wholesome. <laughs> and It's a good Christmas movie, right? No, it is yeah. not. <laughs> it's a horrible. Okay. Aw, awkward.
4: And neither is Die Hard for pe- crying out loud. People, stop claiming Die, Die Hard a is my third movie. favorite Christmas movie. It's
5: not a Christmas movie. <laughs> it's my third favorite it's Christmas horrible movie. Horrible. Not a Christmas movie. It's, it's totally a Christmas movie. Not a Christmas uh, movie. Sci-fi. My, let me let us know in the comments. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? <laughs> I say yes. Joe says no. <laughs> uh, let's see. Gloria, what do you say? Lord, no. No! Thank you. <gasps> Thank you! Thank you! Uh, I'm sh- Thank there's you. There's Christmas music. I've played the whole movie. Uh, <laughs> Lori, Lori said, uh, Thanksgiving! Talk now. <laughs> like what, what everybody is, just everybody what, just skips what, over Thanksgiving. What is Thanksgiving? Uh, I
8: don't know. So
5: next week. Is, on Thursday and Friday, don't worry, Lori. We have your Thanksgiving talk. Thursday and Friday, we have a, a pre-recorded show. It's going to be all about Thanksgiving. Thursday, we're going to talk about the Eucharist with uh, with Father George. And then Friday, we're going to talk about the heroines for Christ. But don't worry, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving uh, okay. those days as well. Is Walmart selling Thanksgiving stuff?
8: No. No. Have you
5: heard the Thanksgiving
4: music? Yeah. Oh, did you see Sonia committed blasphemy here? (gasps) Sonia said, it's a wonderful life, equal, overrated.
5: Oh, yeah, I did see that. Oh. Yeah, she's banned from the show. The reason why she has a (laughs) since then is because I banned her. Shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Locked. Uh, Buddy said, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Uh, Lori said, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Let's see Tammy said Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Only reason, though. is and let's see who else. Uh Sci-Fi Mike said Die Hard is my wife's favorite movie. I'll ask her. <laughs> uh, so there you go.
4: I feel all of a sudden. Uh, mm-hmm. well, what are we going to
5: ask next? Next is uh Awkward. Mary Did You Know a proper song. Dude. I wrote a whole I wrote an essay <laughs> yeah. I've done about radio why those shows on that. Yeah, I wrote a whole essay cuz my mom got an argument with her pastor about why cuz like they're having the Legion of Mary where kids we were doing Christmas carols and they were saying that they should sing Mary Did You Know my mom was like no never, way I ain't, we ain't doing that and so my mom got a huge argument with the priest and my mom was asking me about it so I wrote her an essay of why they should not uh, be allowed to sing Mary Did You Know Gloria do so, you, you like
8: go. that song? Awkward <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Did you just I, play the I, fifth?
2: <laughs> kind of uh, I like it uh, my, I have a son that's a choir director and he's also a choir director at one of the Catholic churches in Fort Worth and I love when he sings it. So, uh, so you
4: love your son. There you yeah, go. Yeah. I know you're <laughs> <down with that. laughs> yes. All right. I can't argue with a mother's easy love out, for her son. Easy out. <laughs> but speaking of love for her son, Mary knew. I'm just saying. All right. That's going to do it for uh, this week's uh, Catholic Drive time. Uh, praise be to God. Thank you all for hanging out with us, and having a good time. Thank you for stopping by, Gloria. It was yeah, so good to meet it. you and to yeah. see your husband. Praise be to God. Yeah, stop by next time you come into town, too. Alrighty. Alright, have a great weekend, everybody. Hopefully, you'll all do something fun this weekend and enjoyable. We'll catch up with you on Monday about that. Uh, I don't know who's on for Monday, but you'll find out when you tune in 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern for Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. Do us a favor and tell a friend. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you then.